Hey everybody, welcome back to the Crosspoint Scripture Podcast. It's your host, Pastor Josiah, glad to be along with the ride for you through a new year. Filled with God's Word and just connecting over it, you know, 8, 10, and sometimes if I get kind of excited, 12 minutes in an episode where we look at uh, Scripture one verse at a time. Now, we're going to take that verse and we're going to put it back in context. That means we're going to look at the first, what came before and what came after, and sometimes even you know zero out more and look at the whole context of the whole book just to help fill in the meaning and to keep us from taking one verse, lifting it up, because there can just be a lot of danger in that of us trying to get the Bible to say what we want it to say. I hear that a lot um, as a pastor. People say, you know, you kind of tell them something from the Bible and say, well, people can make the Bible say whatever they want it to. I agree, but the Bible does mean what it means, though. (laughs) People can do whatever they want with it, but at the end of the day, it means what it means. It means what God wants it to mean. So we look for it. We put it back in context, and we look for the main and plain meaning. And uh, then after that, we'll look and see where we can see. You know, Jesus said all Scripture points to him, and so we'll be looking for a little bit of that and uh, and always how we can apply it to our Christian life because, you know, academic Bible study just for information is not bad. I do a lot of it. I love. I'm looking at a big, fat InterVarsity Press Biblical Background Commentary New Testament by Craig Keener is right here on my desk, and I'm reading it, and I love reading it, but... Um, even the author of that book would agree that unless we live out this truth and unless Scripture draws us closer to Jesus, it's not really of much worth. And so we just go on that on that one here. And the last thing maybe you need to know is that pretty typically I don't do massive research. I'm I've been reading and studying the Bible my almost my whole life, and now it's a part of my job. But I don't pull out big commentaries and stuff for this show because what I'm aiming to do is sit down with all of you look at the scripture as a as just a Christian Bible reader with you and just begin to explore it context-wise, okay? And I feel like that will just help this uh, particular show do what it's supposed to do. All right, so let's get started. We're in Acts chapter 3. We got a great one today um, because of the context thing I've been talking about. I think you'll see what I mean. So um, Acts 3, uh, chapter 3, and then we're going to be in verse 19. All right, real short verse. It reads like this. Repent, therefore, and turn back, that your sins may be blotted out. All right, repent, therefore, and turn back, that your sins may be blotted out. That is good news. Um, Let's get the overall context so we can know who's speaking this good news and to whom. So Peter is talking here, and they've been filled with the Holy Spirit in Acts 2. They took to the streets and started, Peter started speaking under the influence of the Holy Spirit and, you know, thousands are saved and come to the church and now they're healing people. Um, Peter and John heal this guy and it fills everybody with wonder and amazement. And then Peter addresses that crowd. They're like, wow, this guy was healed. You know, what in the world? And so Peter is confronting them almost. Men of Israel, why do you wonder at this? This is verse 12. Men of Israel, why do you wonder at this? Or why do you stare at us as though by our own... This is so important. Listen to this. Or why do you stare at us as though by our own power or piety, that means how close they are to God or, you know, um, any kind of things they do, like how much they pray or read the Bible or give money, as though by our own power or piety we have made him walk. That's not the way. The God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, 
the God of our fathers, glorified his servant Jesus. <laughs> now listen to this. He's talking to this crowd. These are, these are potential church members here, and this is how Peter addresses them. The God of our fathers glorified his servant Jesus, whom you delivered over and denied in the presence of Pilate. Ouch. When he had decided to release him, but you denied the holy and righteous one and asked for a murderer to be granted to you, and you killed the author of life. Man, I mean, I think you guys understand where I'm going with this. That's reality striking there. This is not Peter giving little pithy, uh, encouraging Christian statements to get people through the day. He's telling the same crowd that cheered for Jesus' death that they really messed up. And uh, one of the signs that they really messed up is that God just caused a lame man to walk again in the name and authority of Jesus, whom they thought was dead because they turned him over to be crucified. But Peter goes on in 15 to say, whom God raised from the dead. To this we are witnesses, and his name, that is by faith in his name, has made this man strong, whom you see and know. And the faith that is through Jesus has given the man his perfect health in the presence of you all. All right. Now, we'll turn the corner here as to why uh, Peter is saying, repent, therefore, and turn back, that your sins may be blotted out. I think you guys see the, the major sin that Peter's pointing to, which is, I mean, they denied Jesus and even had him crucified. They picked um, Barabbas over him. And so that's the sin, but he says sins plural, so I think he means their, their whole life of being away from God. Repent so that that can be forgiven. And verse 17, interesting. And now, brothers, I know that you acted in ignorance. That helps me a lot, that God knows I act in ignorance. That a lot of times I'm, I'm too, and I'm saying this about myself, not anybody else, but I'm saying this about me. Sometimes I'm too dumb to even know what I'm doing, okay? As did also your rulers. But what God foretold by the mouth of all the prophets that his Christ would suffer, he thus fulfilled, okay? So you guys acted because you don't know your right hand from your left and you did something real evil, but what you and the devil meant for evil, God has meant for good. So under these conditions, repent, you know, say, oh man, I see who I am. I need God's help and I'm turning around. I want to be different. Repent and turn back that your sins may be blotted out. All right. So I think you can see the context has already made this so much richer. It's given me a lot to think about as far as my Christian life and the context under which I repent of my sins and am forgiven. All right. There's a lot of cool stuff there, but I've kind of saved a good surprise. And some of you who are familiar with this first might know it already. But what can happen when you do uh, one single verse is you may think you're doing something good when you lifted one verse up and you're kind of into it like repent and turn back and that your sins may be blotted out. That's such good news that your sin would be blotted out. Okay, that's great news. But what you what you do when you put things back into uh, context is that you often find that it's even better than you thought, okay? And if it's worse than you thought, don't you want to know that? I mean, you don't want to fool yourself about what the Bible says, right? And count on things that won't really work. But here it gets so much better than you thought because watch what happens. Repent, therefore, turn back that your sins may be blotted out. Verse 20, that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord and that he may send the Christ appointed for you, Jesus, whom heaven must receive until the time for restoring all things about which God spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets long ago. <laughs> I mean, wow. Okay, so yes, repent so that your sins can be forgiven. That's Forgiveness is awesome. But upon that foundation of forgiveness, God wants to build something. 
First, he wants times of refreshing to come from heaven. And we know from the day of Pentecost that Paul uh, Peter is referring to the presence of the Holy Spirit. You know, when we repent of our sins, it's, yeah, they're blotted out so that we can have that renewed sense of the Lord's presence with us, which is so much better than just being forgiven, you know? Maybe that's happened to you in your life in some relationship it has in mind where you did something really stupid and then you, okay, finally you ask for forgiveness. Okay, you're forgiven, but you can tell for sure that person doesn't want you around anymore. All right, you're forgiven, but we're good now. You know, don't don't call, don't come by. All right, it's better than being unforgiven. But when someone, and when you're forgiven and welcomed back into the presence, that's just awesome. All right, so I just offer that as a, Great example as to why context is such a big deal to us here on the show. All right, now, where do we see Jesus in these verses? I mean, these verses are about Jesus, so that's easy to do. Um, this this was the crucifixion. You know, Jesus died for our sins, not just to forgive us, but because he wanted to welcome us back into his good graces, his presence. Isn't that awesome? And so we see that Jesus, and another reason we can see this is this. It would have been awesome had Jesus just died for our sins so we could be forgiven, end of story. All right, that's pretty cool. Jesus died for you, your sins are forgiven, end of story. But it's nice that that isn't the end of the story, right? Jesus died for our sins so we be forgiven, and then he rose from the dead, right? He's still alive. He defeated death. He goes to prepare a place for us. In his father's house, there's many rooms, and he goes to prepare one for you. Awesome. I just love that. I love that there's so much more to it. Maybe I grew up thinking it was, you know, um, Christianity was mainly about your sins and having them forgiven. And though that is awesome, it's kind of like one major pillar. And I wish I had always seen there was two major pillars. All right. All right, guys, I, I have had so much fun spending this morning with you uh, whenever you're listening to it. I'm recording here in the morning. And um, I hope you have too, and I hope it's helped you. It's encouraged me. And uh, we'll see you next time.